you have to make sure you stack up enough wins to offset the setbacks. It's as simple as that. As long as you get up one more time than you got knocked down, you're a winner. Fight. Stay in the fight. Keep fighting. Never give up. Never quit. Never quit. Never quit. Now let's join Bill Higgins as he shares the secret to approaching every day with a never quit attitude. All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Never Quit Podcast. This is Bill Higgins, host of the Never Quit Podcast. And today I want to talk to you about something I was led into or I teased at the end of the last podcast. And that was something that I was doing on Saturday that I was looking forward to that was, you know, very exciting for me. And, uh, you know, I want to share that with you and kind of share with you how that has affected me and the role that it played in my life. Um, Just to kind of uh, give you a little bit of background here, whenever you go through any type of crisis, adversity, setback, something that's going to change your life. You know, with me, it was a career-ending setback, self-inflicted, obviously, but uh, it was something that changed my career and put me in a position where I had to change just about everything I was doing in my life. Well, when you face these things, there are going to be some things that you have to give up that you're not going to have anymore that you miss, that you really enjoyed, that you're not going to be able to do anymore. All right. For me, in addition to being the district attorney, uh, and I love that job. I love trying cases. I talk about this all the time. It was it was a dream job for me. Um, there were parts of that job that I loved. And there were parts of that job that I didn't realize at the time, but I didn't like. They were causing undue stress in my life. And when it was over and I looked back on it, there were some things that I was kind of glad to not to have to deal with anymore. But there were a multitude of other things I was involved in. I was president of my Rotary Club at one point. I was a very active member. I had been president of the Bedford Lions Club. I had served as district governor for Lions on two different occasions. Um, I had... uh, I was I had been president of um, the Bedford Bar Association. I was very I was a, a zone governor of the Pennsylvania Bar Association. There were so many things that I was involved in. I coached the high school mock trial team, Bedford High School's mock trial team. That's a program that I had been involved in with for I had been involved with the Pennsylvania High School mock trial program since I was a sophomore in high school. So I was involved in that program for thirty plus years. All right, and I had to give that up. When everything came crashing down around me. So there were a lot of things that I was involved in that I missed. All right. But that I still miss to this day. Another one of them was serving as Santa. I had been a Santa Claus uh, for 20 years for a variety of organizations, a variety of groups. It's just something I had always you know, done. I started doing it for uh, some senior citizen homes. Somebody asked me one time to be a Santa at the Ever Christian Home, and they actually lent me a Santa suit. Uh, I went out and the next year and did it again, but I bought my own Santa suit, a real cheap one. Um, and then I got involved with going around other senior citizen centers, talking to, going to kids groups. I ended up doing the... Uh, uh, breakfast for Santa, breakfast with Santa for the Chamber of Commerce. I actually later on invested in a uh, far more expensive uh, Santa suit. Um, probably spent, oh, but when it's all said and done, I had the suit. Then I got a beard. I got a better beard. I had the boots. I got better boots. And when I say I got better boots, I actually have you know legitimate boots. These aren't the pull-on ones that go over the existing shoes that you have. These are the actual actual Santa's boots, right? Air Santa's as I like to call them. So I, you know, I have probably over a thousand dollars invested in my Santa suit. 
And then when everything came crashing down around me in 2018, nobody wanted me to be their Santa anymore. All right. And I just gave it up. You know, I just wasn't, you know, just something I wasn't doing anymore. Um, it upset me. I, I was, I was kind of sad to, to put that in the, in the, um, I've put my suit away, so to speak. But uh, actually, when I had the restaurant up in Somerset, uh, when I was uh, manager of Bad Boys, I did dress as Santa on at least one occasion. Had uh, you know uh, customers come in and get their picture with Santa. But for the most part, this gig was over. Nobody was asking me to be their Santa anymore. I missed it. I certainly missed it. But one of the things that they talk about in uh, uh, for anybody who's in any type of recovery, whether it be drugs, alcohol, any type of addiction, any problem you have. When you're in recovery, one of the things they tell you to do is you got to change the people, places, and things. Now, some of them are obvious. Like if you were on drugs, uh, one of the uh, things you should avoid is your drug dealer. If you were an alcoholic, you probably should avoid going to bars or the state store. You know, so some of them are obvious, but some of them are not so obvious. But the reason you have to avoid them is they put you on that path. You know, they bring back memories and one thing leads to another. And the next thing you know, you're right back into the bad habits that you had um, that put you in the situation you were in. So they say change your people, places, and things. So when I, you know, when everything came crashing down for me, I just decided I'm just going to, you know, take a step back from everything, focus on my family, um, you know, just make those right decisions, do one thing, keep making the next right decision, um, as it's often called. But I missed some of those things. I missed coaching high school mock trial. I missed being Santa Claus. And yesterday I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to be Santa Claus again. And I just love it. You know, I just love it. It's It brings me so much joy, so much pleasure. Like I said, I've been doing this for 20 years. And I know, you know, they got the mall Santas, right? Those guys get paid to be Santa Claus. Um, you know, there are, there are people that hire themselves out to be Santa Claus. I've done this for over 20 years, never made a dime doing it. In fact, like I said, it's cost me at least a thousand dollars in this suit. And it usually costs me a day of work because if I'm going to go be Santa, I got to take off from work to go do it. Right. So it actually costs me money to be Santa, but it's something I enjoy, something I love. It's something fulfilling to me just to have kids give you that look. And they're so excited to see Santa, even the parents to see the parents so happy to be able to take a picture um, you know, have their kids get their picture taken with Santa. I, I can't tell you how many times I, uh, have gone to other people's homes or been on, uh, been on their Facebook page and see the kids picture with Santa and it's me, you know, uh, because like I said, I used to do the chamber of commerce breakfast with Santa for years. You know, I, I saw kids, parents that I didn't even know. Right. But later on, you know, I might see my picture on their refrigerator, uh, or something like that. If I had a reason that up in somebody's house, but anyway, uh, so yesterday I had an opportunity to do that and I, it was, it was just very rewarding for me. I was very grateful for the opportunity, but the nice thing about something like that is not only am I grateful, the, the people who came, the kids, they were grateful. The parents were grateful for it because right now getting your picture with Santa is, uh, you know, it, it's a luxury we didn't know we used to have, right? Uh, because of the COVID and the quarantines, there's just not that many opportunities out there. So I was giving, you know, kids that opportunity and it was just I was happy what the way it came to be is my kids are in dance. They go to GK dance here in Bedford. Um, and Kristen Kaufman is the, uh, their dance instructor. And she was having a Christmas party for the kids, different age groups at different times coming in three shifts, uh, throughout the course of the day. And, uh, she asked me to be the Santa and I, you know, first of all, it made me feel good that people still, uh, that I can still bring value to other people and that people still, um, you know, respect me enough to ask me to do that. 
So that made me feel good. And then obviously just that opportunity to do it, to go back and just have kids sit down on Santa's lap and tell me what they want for Christmas. And, uh, you know, I, I just got right back into that routine that he's just like riding a bike, right? Being Santa's just like riding a bike. I got right back into the swing of things and it was just very fulfilling to me. So the reason I share this story with you is this. If you go through a crisis, if you go through some adversity, there may be some things that 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 you're that you'll lose that you'll miss. They might come back. You know, they might come back and if they could come back to you and you could do those things again, is you'll appreciate it all the more, right? You you know, so don't think that just because something happened that's changed your life permanently, uh, hopefully for the better, but th- things have changed. Don't think that every little aspect of the things you used to enjoy are now gone. They may come back in a different form. Uh, they may come back in the same form and you get to do them again. So I was excited to, to be Santa uh, again uh, yesterday. Hopefully Kristen invites me back to do it again next year. I'd love to make it an annual thing. Um, and uh, yeah, hey, listen, if you need a Santa, hit me up. I don't charge anything. I love uh, putting smiles on kids' faces, and uh, it's something that's very rewarding to me. So uh, I just wanted to share that story with my audience. You know, I told you I want to be as open with my audience as I can because this this is all about growing and overcoming adversity and living the best life that you could live after you really screwed yourself up, right? After things have gone totally haywire, you know, all hope is not lost. There is a way to piece things back together. And, you know, you're with me on this journey. We're doing this together. And this is kind of like my uh, confessional, so to speak, sometimes where I just kind of pour my heart out to to my audience and hopefully in a way that will help you, you know, it will benefit you. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that story. If not, like I said, on this show, I'm going to say all kinds of stuff. I'm going to give as much advice as I can. Some of it, if if, you, if it benefits you, great. Use it. Adapt it. Move forward. If you don't, forget about it. Just say, hey, well, you know what? I, I don't really uh, need that aspect of it. But I just hope every day there's one person who listens to this show, takes one little nugget of it, and it improves their lives. If that happens... That's all I want. Just one one piece of information to be received by one person that benefited their lives. That makes this show all worth it for me. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. You know, the other day before, when I, before I closed out the podcast, I mentioned that uh, I was taking Amy and the kids out to dinner at a restaurant in Altoona, Bella Italia, which was staying open during the uh, crisis, kind of defying the governor's orders there. And we wanted to get out there and support them for exercising their constitutional right to earn a living, right? Well, uh, good news and bad news. The bad news is uh, we couldn't get in. Uh, The good news is the reason we couldn't get in is because there were so many patriots there trying to support, trying to show their support for this business that they were booked solid. And uh, I asked them if they could take our names down so that we could come back later. And they said the earliest would be the next day. So, uh, you know, sometimes when that kind of thing happens, you're really frustrated. But on this uh, occasion, I was pretty happy about it just to see so many people supporting this business because there are a lot of people suffering as a result of the restrictions and the the COVID uh, quarantines and all all this stuff. So I was just happy to see that many people supporting the business and uh, I'll be back to support them another time. Uh, we were we went and grabbed pizza at a place called Dino's in the mall there, which you know also was an opportunity to support a business that was staying open. Um, but it wasn't what we were planning to do that night. 
Still had a good time. Took the kids to uh, Lake Lights on the Lake at Lakemont, and uh, we just had a good good time all around. So, just to kind of summarize what uh, I was talking about earlier, uh, is this: when you are in a crisis, when you are dealing with a serious adversity in your life, and it's going to change your life. Obviously, there's going to be things that you're going to lose that you're going to miss. Here's here's what you need to do. Take stock of the situation, first off. Just, you know, what do you have to give up? What can you keep? And then look at the situation and say, okay, some of the things that I gave up, what are those things do I even want back? You know, before you even decide whether or not it's possible to get them back, first ask yourself if you want them back. Do you want those things back? You know, one of the things that I'm going to, that I'm in the process of dealing with is I lost my law license. You know, obviously I lost my position as district attorney. Um, obviously I doubt I could ever run for district attorney again, even if I got my law license back. But is that something I'd want to do? Probably not. Do I want my law license back? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I worked hard for it. I spent a lot of time, effort, money. And if for nothing else, as a point of pride, I do want to get my law license back someday. Um, I'm going to do everything that I can to do that. What will I do with my law license when I get it back? I don't know. I really do like, uh, my, my, uh, newfound career in sales. I enjoy that. I enjoy this talking to people. Um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, career path going forward, I'd rather develop this, uh, probably than practice law, but I do want to get my law license back and for no other reason to be able to help people. You know, one of the frustrating things um, that I can't do right now is engage in the practice of law in any way or even help people that are going through issues. So every once in a while, you know, people, I hear their sad story or people will tell me something that's going on in their life because I used to be a lawyer and unfortunately I can't help them and I have to tell them that I can't help them. But there's a part of me that says, yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could help this person. Um, I've always been very uh, involved in service. In fact, one of the ironic twists to everything that happened to me is when I was sentenced, I was sentenced to a 1,000 hours of community service. The reason I found that somewhat ironic is my whole life was community service. You know, I did, I, I, I did 1,000, probably 1,000 hours a year uh, at, at some points in my life. Um, but, you know, I got ordered to do community service. It was kind of just like the ultimate um, irony to me that after all I had done um, being ordered to serve community service. But hey, you know, I, I, I take my punishment like a man and I'm doing everything I can to get those community service hours done. Um, but so what you need to do is, like I said, take stock of your situation. Ask yourself, are there things that you lost that you want to get back? Um, and then, you know, ask yourself, are those what are the things that are possible that I could get back? And they might be silly things like being a Santa Claus. All right. That's one of those things for me. I loved be, I love doing it, and the opportunity when it presented itself was really rewarding to me. It made me feel like I'd, uh, you know, I was really back on track doing things that I love. Um, another uh, aspect of this, to be in Santa, and you know, it kind of uh, fell into place yesterday. Is it's an opportunity for me to show my kids how important it is to serve your community, to do things, to volunteer, to be of service to others. Um, and my little boy, Billy, he wanted to be a part of it. So when I was going to, uh, when I was going over there to, you know, see the kids, he said, can I come with you? Can I dress up as an elf? Can I be a helper to you? So he got to be a part of it. So not only, uh, was I able to teach him about service, but I was able to do a nice activity with my son. And as you know, from listening to this podcast, 
one of the greatest pleasures of my life is doing things with my kids. So uh, any time that I can incorporate my kids in something I'm doing, it's a win. It's a two-for-one like I talked about the other day, right? So that was my two-for-one yesterday. I got to be Santa and spend some time with my little boy. So, uh, you know, I... Please share with me your experiences. Is there anybody out there who had something taken from them that they wish they could get back that's not that's not going to put them in those bad situations, those people, places, and things that are going to put them on the bad path, but just something that they enjoy doing that because of a setback in their life they can't do and they want to do it again? Reach out to me. Maybe I can help you. Maybe I give you some some suggestions on how you could do that again. One way you just do it is just let your friends and family know. Let your friends and family know that, hey, I like doing this and I miss it. And maybe they'll give you an opportunity to do it. I was fortunate enough for that to happen to me here with the Santa Claus thing, right? Um, one other thing I thought of that I just wanted to kind of share with you is I told you all the things that I used to be involved with, uh, you know, the different organizations I was in. And within those organizations, there were different committees I was on where I was the chairperson of those committees where I organized that event. Uh, with Rotary, I was chairman of the Citizen of the Year uh, project. I was chairman of what they call the Dictionary Project, where we gave a dictionary to every third grader in the county. Uh, I was chairman of our, our pork and sauerkraut dinner, which once a year we had a real big dinner the night before the election um, here in Bedford. Uh, like I said, I was uh, for, for the uh, Bedford Lions, I was... Uh, uh, chairman of the Christmas party for the bar association. I was the treasurer. Um, I, I was the chairman of a scholarship committee uh, that I created to give money to, to local students who were going to law school. There were a lot of different things coaching the high school mock trial team. And when, when everything happened to me and my world came crashing down and I looked at who took those roles over, it was interesting to see that it took about seven people seven people to take over all those things that I was doing in our community. And I kind of took that as a compliment, man. I was, you know, in a way I was doing the work as seven people. In fact, some of them, they, they really, you know, this is a negative in a way, but they never really found somebody to carry on that project. And they kind of went by the wayside or they stopped doing it or they did it on a smaller scale. And I was, I was disappointed to see that because those were things that I was doing that I thought were fulfilling and rewarding to the community. I was sad to see them stop, but in, in another sense, it made me feel good that I knew I was making that much of a difference because, you know, without me, some of these things weren't happening anymore or it took seven people to pick up the slack to do the things that I was doing. So, um, you know, I just kind of digressed to talk about that. You know, I, I don't know if that came across the right way sharing that with you, but I just wanted to, you know, kind of let you know, it made me feel good to see, you know, how how much I was giving back to the community. And like I said, that I was doing the work of seven people. Anyway, hey, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It went a little longer than I had uh, initially planned, but had a lot of information I wanted to share with you. And, uh, you know, like I said, this is three podcasts in the last four days. Maybe I'm maybe I'm back on that horse again. I sure hope I am. I look forward to uh, talking to you again here real soon. And in the meantime, never surrender, never give up, never quit. Tomorrow isn't promised, but today is. You get out there and make the very best of it. Your best days lie ahead of you.